Hi, and welcome to the 122nd episode of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season eight, episode 14, Misery. Or, Misere, Misere? I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Misere, <laughs> I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And what an episode. <laughs> so Liz is finally back. How did you like it? Uh... Immediate reaction is we waited three months for that. Really? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of complaints. Um, I think that I may have found a little more chill from the live reaction I had within a chat group of mine last night in which I was very vicious <laughs> on my thoughts. But this, I, I, maybe I'll like it better with more information and there were pieces that I liked there were definitely interesting pieces in it but overall I think that the flashbacks got me there was just so much it would have felt better to me and this may have been out of their hands um and so if it was then then that's that the cat have an opinion that it was out of their hands oh yeah the cat always has an opinion (laughs) if anybody can hear him (laughs) Um, Cats have opinion on everything, yeah. But if they had littered these scenes into the episodes rather than taking up half their episode with flashbacks of things from last week and the week before that their audience is clearly going to remember, it just felt like they had a lot of extra time that they had to fill, so they dropped flashbacks into it. Mm. I didn't have that opinion at all. I, it's It was a funny thing. As I started to watch, um, about two-thirds, one-third of the way in, I didn't like it at all. And at some point, it clicked. And then it was like, oh, my God, I love this. And then I was actually seeing- the, I was the direct opposite. I loved the first, like, maybe 10, 20 minutes of it. It was fast. It was, you know, quick. Um, it felt like they were putting Liz on par with Red in the best of ways. I loved her setting up her team and walking through it. was not thrilled by the fact that, yes, she was, in fact, behind the plane thing. But it's what it is. And this is, you know, we knew it was a possibility. But... Yeah. It felt like she was running the show. And I loved that. Even and then if, you were thinking, I don't have to pat Tessa's back. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm totally okay with, with memory manipulation. Totally on board with that. I love mm-hmm. the idea. I think it tracks very well for the story they're telling and the setup they've had. I'm saying in those moments, even if she's had memory manipulation that's triggered her, she was still... That would put her in the mindset to be doing this, but she was still making the choices. She was still maybe not in control of, like, where her mindset's going, but in the moment she was smart. She was quick. She was on top. She was. And then she turns around and makes a deal with Neville Townsend, and suddenly another dude is running her life. And she's going, oh, I don't know. I'm flip-flopping on this. I just, I don't know. And it's not that I wanted to see her go, yes, I want to torture Dembe. I want to torture Max. I don't want to see that. But I also don't want to see her be wishy-washy and back and forth. And 
and Townsend have agency over her. And that well, just felt exhausting to me. Um, I mean, that is a, that is a concept that has been used in the show before, the enemy of your enemy. The thing with, with that is that it didn't bother me at all. And, and I, I've never seen Liz being any different than this. So it didn't, I wasn't upset by that. It was just when I understood where all this was coming from that things clicked. And then I liked it a lot because, you know, on one hand you have, you, you have Liz, which is much younger and not exactly the, the character has always, has always made the best decisions in her life. Um, Liz is always did it had not asked the questions from the people who should have asked the questions. She seems that that way, and then she believes whoever comes saying, "Here I am, I can get you a, a a story, be it right or wrong, I'm not going to even look at it." So let's start with Mrs. French on that lovely note. <laughs> okay, but on the other hand, for about you know the female characters. You can be Mrs. French and the way they wrote Deary Deary. Because Kate was brilliant. Oh, Kate was fantastic. I, I was thrilled to have her back. And I am, the funny thing is, when, I mean, you and I have obviously talked about and have different opinions on just how willing and ready she was to set Red up. Especially if she's, if she is behind a memory manipulation, which I am like probably ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent on board with that. We because never get to it just hundred. It's you know me, I'm a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> that's what I do. Um but I, I'm very close to being fully on board with that because it makes sense with what we saw. That that Kate did something mm. to trigger her. And that that's been triggered. That's where she's at now. That's her headspace. Something in there flipped a switch and kill red, kill red, kill red, kill red is mm. is well. where she's at. But I was not. You and I have disagreed before on on just how much forethought Kate had. You know, prior to being shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am totally on board right now. With how how amazingly evil she is. Yeah. Um. I mean, let let's go into Mrs. French because this this is something very intriguing happening here, and I have a lot to say about that. Oh, me First, too. It was great. Love the actress. Killed it. Oh she yeah. She was so creepy, and of course. They have to hire us, her as a nanny. Why not? Wasn't she creepy? Rostovas love creepy nannies. And, you know, who needs to run a background check or look at anything? She just says, hi, the man you're looking for? I'm his wife. And I love the way that she sets this up. This this was very well done. And we see this throughout the episode where people are... Whether it's true or not, and I do not believe for Mrs. French for a second that it is, but she has a husband that is not who he says he is, but loves her, is a good man, and ends up getting killed probably 
by, you know, because he was adjacent to Raymond Reddington. Be, mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily directly from Red, but because of something connected to Red. It's Tom. Like, yeah. she... Oh, it's go, it goes up. further. So it has to be a story. I'm glad that you that you go there because the first thing that caught my attention, and that's more or less when she started saying all these things that I'm like, oh no no no, this woman ain't real. Nope, no, she's not. I mean, um, she's she's real. No, she's not an imagine. She's not an imagined yeah, yeah, no, thing. Yeah, she, She's not. She's not who she says she is. Exactly. First, there is a story, you know, my husband wasn't there. He had an apartment that I didn't know about. I had a, the printer. It was a key in the bottom of a printer. For Liz, it was the bottom of the of the lamp. Uh, an apartment they both didn't know about. And he was a good man. He was trying to do the right thing. Um, he is killed. He said he had a job that was, you know, that a guy. And Tom was a teacher. And... You know, and and it's like they said, like this love wins, and that was creepy. Oh, the love wins, the, the love but you mother. said your you said your mother did all. The, aren't you? Don't you need to pay it forward? She put herself in a place that connects with Liz. She knew yeah. it would connect. It was with like Liz. the sign to create a bond with Liz. Oh mm-hmm. my God, this is me, and Liz doesn't see it. The profiler can't see it anymore. Exactly. She can't see it herself. Well, she's got. She's been bad about just accepting, and we've talked about this over and over again with Blonde Cat. My mommy. Yeah, that's you know. Well, clearly you couldn't possibly be lying to me. Why not? Why? What? Why could she? Why would you think that? Like, what in your life that you have lived thus far, especially the last seven years, has told you there's no way this person could possibly be lying to me. So I'm going to leave my small child for days on end mm-hmm. while I go work with a psychopath. Yeah. And there was also something interesting as we look at what happened as she was with this strange woman who had this thing and gauze in there. That's the first time that Liz actually dreams with. Deary and Deary, oh, and Deary has this great idea, you know. You know what to do. You know about the enemy of your enemy. So it's it's being with French, and then I started looking at Mister French, Philip French. Now, remember, there is this is weird because, um. Phillips is the name of, and the patronymic, the the last name is Phelps. And Frank, it's French. It's the name of the French people were Franks. That was a tribe. Mm -hmm. So Philip, French, and French, uh, Phelps. That's the guy who got, who, the, the foster family of Tom was Eva and Frank Phelps. And Frank Phelps is basically French Phelps and Philip French. Do you think this may be Ava? I have a feeling it is. And I have a feeling she's Kate's sister. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't go there. See, my my thought process was she was actually Mr. French, and it was a play off of, because when when Liz first met Kate, it was 
you're Mr. Kaplan? Because it's a woman that goes by Mr. Kaplan. Clearly, it's throwing people off. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where my brain went with, oh, she's Mr. French. That's why she knows everything. Blonde mm-hmm. Cat got her. All this information says. Because let, let's be fair. Blonde Cat, while she used men, she was not a big fan of being reliant on men. They worked for her. She didn't work with them necessarily. No. So that her most trusted source is a dude does not track with me. It's possible, entirely possible that she was Mr. French, but I'm also saying, I think that she was Kate's sister and she was in charge of then getting Liz to the next little level and how she did it by using uh, this mysterious French that was helping a mother. So I don't know that she was Mr. French or she was Kate's sister taking Liz in for the next step of the journey. That would be so interesting because you're right. This is the first time since all of this happened that we've seen her talking to Kate, which was also so bizarre to me that the, maybe the a little trigger. hallucinogenic drug in the <laughs> soup. Right. But it was, it was so interesting Well, I mean, to trigger that, it could be something as simple as there's some sort of subconscious thing that they're similar in. I mean, siblings have so many quirks if they were raised together. That would be very, very interesting. But her comment about, um, uh, what was it that Liz said? Uh, I don't have it. Oh, I wish you were here. And I thought, because I went back and I rewatched season seven and the first four episodes of season eight uh, this past week, getting Mm -hmm. ready for this episode, just to kind of recap and bring my brain Mm -hmm. back around. And I wanted to launch off from 804 into this episode because that's where Liz was. And so, and clearly I didn't need to rewatch anything in between because there were enough flashbacks to, (laughs) you know, saturate the whole episode. But... (laughs) I'm a little bitter about the flashbacks. Um, okay, yeah, I've I never liked those episodes. But anyway, regardless, <clears throat> excuse me, coming off of the the washer and, you know, remembering Tom and talking about how Tom was so much better at this than she was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that the next day after that, she's lying in bed and she goes, I wish you were here. Suddenly Kate Kaplan's appearing. That's bizarre. That is I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, well, Ryan clearly wasn't available, mm-hmm. you know, to appear as Ghost Tom. But I think it's more than that. I, I You in- may be on to something with with Mrs. French triggering her. If she is Mrs. French. She, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. The, Whoever the woman, she is, that she's just helping. Yeah, it, a connection to Kate Kaplan. And she may I, have left a recording. Kate may have left her a recording to play at the right time for Liz. Uh, And it was her voice. Like the, the, uh, what was, uh, 201, what were the twins? Um, Rowan and... Rowan and Nora Mills. Yep. That they did something like that. Obviously, this woman would be much younger than Kate, but that was a mysterious sister that lived in Chicago. Uh, Hello, where Tom was in Chicago. But you've got um, Liz flying out of bed because clearly she was sleeping when she was talking to Kate because when she was a dream, she was dreaming that she was hallucinating. Yes, which is bizarre anyway. But she comes flying out of bed with almost this manic sort of 
yeah. reaction to it. <laughs> I, you know, I don't trust Skip, but I loved him in that scene. <laughs> it's like, you know what we need to do? Yeah, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I felt a connection with Skip for the first time there. Mm. there. There is, I mean, that that whole thing with Cade was, and, and then I figure it out. That's when the, the episode just clicked for me. What? Because it didn't, it never, ever understood. I mean, I knew that Kay had done a manipulation. It was obvious. Liz was all happy and all that. And then come after that, Liz is back to being morose and moody and hot and cold with Red. And she's all over the place. And she's speaking like Kate. And she's saying, like, I want to give my baby away. And meanwhile, she looks miserable when she does it. Well, especially with all of this, because she brought up to Essie uh, in 802, I think it was. Yeah. Um, maybe, oh, oh, I'm sorry, it was 03, because mm-hmm. it was when they, they tried to bomb the hospital. She said, she brought up the, is it? The 86 body? body. Yeah. Yeah. And just out of nowhere. I mean, that was back in season four. So that's been four years. And just all of a sudden she's going, 86 bodies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, Liz, why now? Yeah. So I never quite got it. I mean, it, it was obviously... It wasn't even so much as seeing her body, the mom, the body of her, you know, the the mom getting killed. I mean, that affected her. But at that point, what she wanted was to leave. It was when she heard that recording. And it's when she hears that recording and she hears these words, how much Elizabeth loved her mother. And then there is a shot that she just goes into this this zone and she's like glazed eyes and all that and she has been displaying more and more of that you know as Dom was in a coma since season seven all of this have been building up to this moment and I just kept thinking why why is she now being triggered if this was done in 2015 now it's 2020 now this woman is triggered and then it hit me Kate, everything that Kate did with those bones seemed to indicate she believed the bones were Katerina, right? Especially I mean, with the 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 KK. Yeah, the, the K. The, yeah, one she K. definitely. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was two Ks. Oh, one K. A K. The 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 lovingly touching. Oh, was it K R? Yeah, but anyway, it was a K. Yeah. It was. She was all like, you know, I'm sorry, Katerina. And it was obvious that she had great reverence in those when she buried those bones and she put them in a, in a suitcase and she protected the suitcase against the humidity. So obviously she believed those were the bones of, of, of Katerina. And what would have happened in all these things that she did, which were all bizarre, telling Red about it, asking Tom of all people, like Tom was not going to open that and say, you know, I'm feeling a little weird about this. I mean, was it too much to put a little note? These are the bones of uh, too much work. Uh, So the whole thing that she did to me said she has a plan and it's a collision between Tom and Red. Hopefully, I think that she thought Red is going to kill Tom and then Liz will get the bones. And when Liz get the bones, that's what she was going to be triggered. Because she loved her mother so much. And look what 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 said what what Blonde Cat said. 
you it must be killing you that you can't kill me because of how much Elizabeth loves her mother, right? And if she had got if if that was it, seeing the the, the her mother and how much my mother loved me, what does Mrs. French says? You know, didn't you say your mother, like, you know, the love of a mother, how much you love your mother, how much your mother loved you and you have to pay it forward. It's activating her again in case that she hadn't been activated. There it is. So, but what happens when Jennifer shows up the report, the report says it's the bonus of Raymond Reddington. So she's not activated. She may be a little bit messed up in the head, but she's not activated. It's when she hears that. She gets activated. It's like all those memories come and then she becomes murderous with no concern as to how she does it, except I got to kill it, got to kill it, got to kill. It's like the killer bot. So that's what I think happens. And then Mrs. French just saying like, you know, you got to get it. And it's justice and the love of a mother and love always wins. It's like he, she's like pushing all those little buttons on her. Yeah. So what do you think? I I definitely agree, and I really like the idea of Mrs. French, or whoever she is, being linked to Kate. Because that does make sense to me that this is the first time there was definitely triggering going on there. And I wonder if she's potentially Kate's sister, or someone linked to Kate, and perhaps she reached out to Blonde Cat. It's someone that Kate knew about, was aware of, and she's the one that made that connection there to bring her into the fold. If Blonde Cat was part of Kate's, I don't think that that, uh, that that I don't think she's Mr. French, but I think that she probably killed whoever is Mr. French, male or female, and definitely met uh, Liz there because how else would she know? What would she know how her who her father her husband was meeting or anything? You know, is like yeah, because she didn't know anything about it. I mean, and, a client's daughter. Yeah, and and think about this. This reminded me so much about that little ploy when Blonde Cat is um, that inspector that wasn't an inspector, inspector that meets Cooper outside the, the consulate and he makes it believe like he's coming out of the consulate, but he was just there. This makes it like, yes, she's going to believe that I am actually there, that I live, that I live here. And I just, I, I'm, I'm hiding. So come over here. So I mean, for all we know, Mr. French was in the apartment still waiting and yeah. he just stole the phone. And so that he, he or she wouldn't ever get the message and um, just took Liz away. It just makes sense to me, and it's so brilliant. So where where are you connecting then? If this woman didn't have any connection to Blonde Cat, where are you connecting that trigger word for how much your mother loves you? Because that's because that was the original Cat trigger is- that Kate had put in there. It yeah, just but then why would why would Blonde Cat? Oh, see, now, that that's the thing that I'm going to disagree with you on. I don't think that was a mistake. I think that was a very purposeful statement made by Blonde Cat. I think that she said that very intentionally. Whether it was meant to trigger Liz, I don't know. But I do think that there was some sort of connection there. I think that Blonde Cat is mixed up with all of this. Possibly. I, I just, because I just don't see 
Blonde Cat being Katerina, and I don't. Oh, I don't think Blonde, she is either. But I don't see Blonde Cat knowing about Katerina until right before she died. Oh, it doesn't mean that she knew about it. Kate was very good at using people and keeping things compartmentalized. She was excellent at it. And so if she just knew about this person and gave her just enough information to be useful in the situation, and then Blonde Cat ran with it. I have another candidate for Mr. French, for the real Mr. French, Ilya. Possibility. Is because he like Frank as well. Yeah, and he knew how to find her when but, Red couldn't. But why? Mm, because that's supposed to be... Well, how does Liz know that Mr. French is... Blonde Cat's most trusted source. It found the name among the among her. Yeah, friends. I mean that could be anything. I was gonna say honestly, she made a lot of assumptions there. Yeah. I think, and which is very par for the course of Liz. Yeah, but that's what she's done for seven years. It shouldn't be a exactly. surprise to anybody. That's what I'm saying. It's it tracks. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't. So this this whole thing to me is just looking like somebody is moving them. And and think about you know if. Krilov was brilliant with Wrestler. Brilliant. I mean, she just piggyback on what Wrestler actually wanted to do, which is kill Hitchens, and just give him a good reason why to do it. And then think about this. What does Wrestler actually ends up doing to Hitchens? He ends Killing up killing her by, by uh, knocking her head into a table. Yes. And Liz ends up killing Anne because in the blacklist there is never a parallel that is exact. Ends up killing Anne by knocking her into a table. The two manipulated people. It's just perfect. I mean, that's when I started to think, oh my God, this episode is brilliant. And I love it. I didn't mind the, the, back, the flashbacks. I don't mind that. It was just fun because once I started seeing these little things, I was so excited. But Kate, I mean, just seeing Kate. And of course, you realize that that's not Kate putting all those thoughts. Liz is just using Kate to have these conversations. And sometimes she's doubting herself. Sometimes she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at how evil I am now. Um, and, and she... Had, you know, at the same time, you can see that she just can't do it. She couldn't watch Red being tortured. She couldn't watch um, Demba being tortured. She was, you know, I don't know why she was upset about killing, I mean, Chemical Mary. Of all the people that you want to throw up at, I mean, maybe Demba's being, being tortured or poor Max getting his fingers, Lord knows what. Um, but But Chemical Mary, I mean... Yeah, I mean, not pleasant, but... Really. I mean, I, I think that for Chemical Mary, it was more outright murdering her was was something... Liz does not consider herself a murderer. She has killed, but she doesn't consider herself a murderer. The woman's not innocent, but she also was unarmed both physically and couldn't and already in the in the in the yeah she was going to prison 
Yeah, when she killed Tom Connolly, even though, granted, she was triggered with that, we saw that, but he was also a threat. He was an outstanding threat, and that threat had to be nullified. Chemical Mary wasn't. It wasn't someone that she needed to kill in order to protect people that she cares she for. She ensnare it and then kill her. Yeah. I mean, it's like luring a deer into a deer pen with food and then shooting it. Mm-hmm. Um... So that that was a little weird, but I I mean all in all I, this whole thing with with Miss with French and and what do you think about Essie here? <laughs> Definitely have to go. I mean Essie and Skipper Turncoat. Why is Essie still here? Would be my question. That to me has How been the consistent. She flipped? Uh, three I think because yeah. she worked for Liz originally. She flipped with Overboard Games. Um, oh, Brindley. Um, and then she flipped back to Liz. Liz gave her an out, and she was like, oh, no, it's us now. And that was the point where I went, I don't trust Essie. Like, yeah. who would go, absolutely, you're handing I me a I would be bucket. like, I'm sorry, you're going to try to kill Raymond Reddington? I think not. Goodbye. Good luck. I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, it just, that's when you make yourself scarce. You get a new identity, and you go on the lam. <laughs> That's not a, I'm going to continue to throw my hat in with or you. Or even go to Reddington and say, excuse me, that crazy bitch wants to kill you. Yeah. And so, I mean, the fact that she, I, I questioned why she was willing to go in the hospital and set the bomb. That mm-hmm. seemed like a stretch to me. But the fact that she's still here and she's thrown in so deeply. I mean, at the time, I remember people saying, oh, well, she's she's Liz's Dembe. And I'm like, no. Because Dimpe and Red have a, a history. Deep, yeah, they have a history. It's a deep connection. Red, yeah, this woman you know, feels and, like, yeah. yeah, I'm just waiting for the next time to flip on you. Exactly. She's She feels like she's playing a game of survival, but badly. Yeah, or have, or it's playing for somebody else and we don't know yeah, who that is. that's a possibility. Um, Skip, and same goes though, for Skip. Yeah, I... I feel like Skip with, because I've been back and forth with him, but I feel like he's, especially some of the looks he gave her in in uh, this week's episode, which were totally valid. I was giving Liz some of these same looks from my couch. but I, You're yeah, not all like, the way here. Exactly. Like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, you are nuts. And no. <laughs> um, because I think he just saw dollar signs when he flipped. And he's like, eh, Reddington's not going to be there long anyway. I think I'm going to throw my hat in with the woman that's going to be pulling the purse strings, holding the purse strings. Let's and notice now, something that now, ever since the little poisoning of Perillo's, he hadn't had really any incidents. So maybe Mr. Miss Perillo's poison actually reversed the effects of the previous poisoning. Might have. So I was, little Skip's um, idea that he's not going to be around might not be totally correct. Well, I mean, you've got a whole other season coming up. They've already been cleared for season nine. So clearly Red is not on his deathbed. They have to have a way to keep him around. And honestly, just from my point of view, if he dies from whatever he's sick with now, that's going to be really disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily expect for Red to survive the final episode but if he dies from some sort of complications versus some sort of redemptive act i'm gonna be really ticked off Mm. 
Yeah, Skip, but but Skip doesn't seem to me also to be the smartest cookie in the jar. He's well, a I mean, goat, and I bet that he will turn a list on a dime as soon as that money starts to to uh, because thirty five million is not gonna go that far. That woman has hired a lot of people, and yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's. She's not red. She, I mean, red is consistently bringing money in as well as putting it out, and so she's she has no form of income. It's just going out, and the level of people that she's hiring and what she's doing with all this, she's not creating a team of loyal individuals. She's hiring mercenaries with their mm -hmm. skill sets. Yep, and as soon as they are done, they're done, and as mm -hmm. soon as the money stops coming, they're they're done. Um. Now, the the which was the lowest that she sank? Because <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a valid question. I mean, we have so many options. We have Anne and we have Isabella. I mean, I, both are equally despicable. See, I I was not necessarily bothered with Anne because she went in. She, I don't think she ever intended for Anne to get hurt. Now, we can argue all day long of you're putting this super innocent woman in the crossfire just by using her. That That's a valid statement, but she was never, I don't think Liz ever planned to pull the trigger on the gun. She certainly, because Anne didn't get hurt until she started fighting Liz. And even Red was like, no, Anne, don't. Because he knew what was about to happen. Um, but... There was a different situation with Isabella because she went in and she knows how Red handles weaklings. Mm -hmm. And she went in and used a love the love Isabella had for her father against her. And so between the two, I would say Isabella because I don't get the impression she has a clear understanding. Well, it, love her father and love her child. Because that was really the turn point where she said, do you really think as long as Raymond Reddington is alive, your daughter will be safe? And I think that's how she's feeling as well. But I, because I, I've thought a lot about this. She, Liz really has tried everything. While I think that she has something mm -hmm. Well, well, yeah. I think she has something triggering her brain. Like, I think Kate has something to do with what's going on. She tried, she's tried walking away while staying. She's tried running away, faking her death and running. She's tried working with Red. She's tried putting down boundaries that don't usually stay. But she's, she's said boundaries before. And nothing sticks. Nothing seems to work. So in this heightened state that she's in, in this... You know, I can understand why she would go to the only option I have left is killing him. Now, where I think Marvin had a very valid statement back in. in um, why do you need to kill a diamond? Yeah, and that that's exactly it. Marvin had, his was one of the most valid statements that's been made this season. Like, all you have to do is wait. Like, why can't you wait? You're doing all of this for a woman that abandoned you, which to me says it. There's something deeper. That's what Liz thinks it's about, but it's mm -hmm. it's it's something else. Yeah, I, I you know that I disagree. I think that that actually, uh, and I you know that I put a lot of 
of working to analyzing what Red has said. I think actually Red has said a fair amount of things. I mean, I'm not going to argue about about Dom and his and the and the hashtag Dom fiction. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole different story there. But I think that Red has been uh, actually pretty. He is is cryptic. But he hasn't lied. Liz, however, has a huge problem hearing. She can't listen to anything. I mean, what are you doing? So she has Dom there and start like, because why are you not helping? Well, because I'm in a bad position. You're not, I'm not in a bad position. Because, whoa, whoa, whoa. The man is talking. Shut up. If you let people talk, they may say something that you use instead of just talking all over the place. And Red does that very well. He lets people hang themselves. And you Liz does information. not. Liz does not. Liz jumps in. Even if they're starting to say something, Liz does jump in and starts going, oh, do you mean this? Like, she leads the witness badly. As, yeah. a, as, an, as an FBI agent and a profiler, you would think she would have received training. I think as long as it's, as it's her own personal stuff. I mean, I think at work, Liz is fine. <clears throat> Sorry. Her own personal stuff is a disaster. Yeah. As soon as her emotions are involved, Liz, you know, technique goes out the window. We, yeah, we, and we've seen that before. We, we've talked about that with Tom as well, because he is an excellent operative in the field, unless it's personal. And then, you know, hey. Tom Bon who? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but look at Brett. I mean, who would go... She, and, you know, start dating this innocent woman in the middle of nowhere. You know, I love Dimbe's face during that conversation. Like, that was such a beautiful moment with Red and Dimbe. Dimbe's just the look of pure exasperation. Well, he's like, do you not understand how dangerous this is? We haven't run names. We haven't done background checks. You don't know who this woman is. Yeah, it, it's... And you know that he's done it before because there is Madeline and Cassandra was supposed to be Madeline. So this is not the first time. And and he has to almost like, I, you know, I can see him like almost going to get the uh, the, the teenager from the, the girlfriend's house. Like, listen, we have to work. It's enough. All right, let's go now. <laughs> so and, and I understand that Red is tired and all that, but um. You know, and she and she was really a lovely woman, but I thought that one of the best things they did, and this was for me probably the scene that that could that could go into redeeming Liz. List is at the moment where Anne hits his, her head and Red just goes and. He knows his list is a gun behind her. He doesn't care. He knows that Mr. Kaplan is talking in her head, and he doesn't care. He's I, just like... I do want to touch on the fact yeah, that he will, said that. Will. Yeah, we need to get to that. I have, I have a but whole I, thing. I fully agree with you there. Red, Red did not care, and... 
for me that I actually missed it on my first watch because I was so angry with the episode. I was coming off of such a rage <laughs> that I missed it because I have a story bouncing around in my head um, that I have no time to write. But that was one of the things that I really wanted to do in it was for Liz to have him in her crosshairs and choose not to take the shot. Could and not. so the fa- say you what? Think it's, it's, you think it's a choice or that she could not? Well, I I do think it's a choice because I don't think I, I think there's like Red said I can't kill you. Yeah, that's I mean like that, that's a very fine line there in that and it depends cool. on what you mean by can't because I think that there is a voice in her head pushing her to murder this man. But I can't do it. But when she's looking at him and she's the one pulling the trigger, she can't do it. And I think that's a choice in many ways because she has she doesn't know who he is he drives her insane he's dangerous he's destroyed parts of her life but she's still there is a part of her that's always going to be fond of it i i think that there's also a lot more at play in that scene because if she has done the same thing looking at him while she was standing in there and talking to her that would have been one thing but in that moment Red focus shifted in a, in the same way that reminded me of Dr. Gray and when they were in the psychiatric asylum and the crazy man was about to kill Dr. Gray and he projected and said, you are an imposter. You're pretending to be this iconic Batman, but that's you're just pretending. That's not who you are. And in that moment that Anne was there, what did Red do? Not think about, I better go here. I have to take this gun away from this woman. She's going to kill me. The cops are going to come. His first thought was call an ambulance. Hat under the head. Yeah. Get um, her. Like the same thing that he did for his Katerina hallucination. Just try to, to assist her and, and, and hold her. So she was dying. She wasn't dying alone. Um, it was an act of humanity. And it contrasted with everything that Liz had been doing. And I think it pulled her into the humanity of it. It's like, this is not this monster um, that that I'm getting in my, this picture I'm getting in my head. This is like, this is like when in the Matrix things start to vibrate because they just don't, they're not the reality and you're seeing the scene. Do you think she found an emotional connection there? We've we've talked a lot about if Anne was a plant or not. Clearly she's not. Uh, Liz used her, but she wasn't planted by Liz. But we, we've talked a lot about that that home port and how how it was a parallel with Tom. And now she's watching Red hold on to the woman he loves. That do you think that maybe there she found that emotional connection? She lost Tom. She's lost so many people and she sees him in that humanity. And that's yeah. where that emotional connection is made. I think so. It's, it's, it's the pullback, the same pullback that Tom had that always brought her back. Even though Tom had a lot of darkness, it was a way of pulling her back. And it was that, you know, with Tom and her, it was humor and Tom kept her light and made her, you know, when she started to get a little intense, um, with Red, it was that humanity. Because whatever you may think of Red, he may be ruthless, but he has not 
intentionally hurt a, 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 an innocent and he had never stopped not to to help somebody who's an innocent. Yeah. And, and I think that that moment was was really important. What do you think about Liz's reaction to Townsend with there are innocent people in there when when they're going after when, when Townsend makes the decision to go after the police? I think that she's feeling that she's still a cop inside. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, because there were a lot of people innocent all over town that apparently didn't matter. Yeah. So I think that inside that she's still a cop. I think she also there's a difference in there being innocent people around just while you're going after somebody and they can duck out of the way. But that was shooting fish in a barrel. It was Mm -hmm. clear that, that these people are not going to just walk out and you know, hand him over. And because that would be going against protocol there. And so she knew it was not like the lady, the the shop owner that Red mm-hmm. shoved out and got her out of the way. That woman, you know, got away. That That's what normal people just, you know, around would have done. But these cops were going to die. Yeah. They were going to get shot, they were going to get killed, and he was going to burn the world to get to Red. And mm-hmm. that's Red made the comment in there, uh, take your bloodshed and leave, because that that was such an accurate description of the way that that Townsend goes after whatever yeah. he wants. Is it's just this wrath that mm-hmm. mows everything down. No, uh, and he said it again and again through the episode. There can't be any space between what you want and what you're willing to do to get there. And that's 100% true for him. Nothing else matters. Um, we touched on something on Kate and you said we got to talk about this. Yeah, uh, when Red said that he saw uh. Kate there. That was such a moment. So my question is, because he said, um, Liz says, do you do you see her there too? And he says, well, you know, uh, I see her with a with a even looking. Right? Yeah. Uh, I thought I had it in my notes. It doesn't look like I do. Um, yeah, without having to look was yeah. what Brad said, and. I'm wondering, you know, if you're right, which I, I'm very much inclined to think you are. Okay. If, if yeah, I know, I'm patting you on the back. We are patting Tessa on the back for this. Um, I think it's it's worth that. Uh, I think we're at that point. Um, so I'm wondering, because we've already had back in season four, we had uh, Krilov tell... Liz, that more recently she'd had a memory manipulation, mm-hmm. and I think he, I think the way he phrased it was a mutual friend, and so she assumed it was Red, and she approached Red about it, and he said that wasn't me. So he had to have known, he had to have known that somebody, mm. and had to have had at least an inkling that it was Kate at that point, mm-hmm. and so. There's more he's there. Watching, he's watching Liz's actions. And that statement, I have to wonder if that was the moment he went, 
Oh, oh no, it was, was before. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you how it, how okay, I Okay, where do you think it was? So when, when, uh, Red goes after Kilo the first, when, uh, after Kilo because they find Red, um, Kate in uh, Vienna with him, um, he tells Liz something very weird that has stuck with me. I have certain things. I keep them in a little file because I know that they are absolutely crucial. And I, until I can attach them to something, they're like little puzzle pieces that I know are crucial. And this was one of them. He says, Krylov, who can do memory manipulation. And Liz goes like, I understand suppressing memory, but manipulation? And Red says, you of all people should know this, which only makes sense if Red knows that Liz should know that her memories that she retrieved in 222 and they're not what they are. They're, or that what we think they are. It only makes sense because otherwise, and then the 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 examples it says like, oh, I don't think so. She says the memory of a fire in which a four-year-old killed her father. So that's that's what Red says. This is a manipulation, and you should know that. That only makes sense. If at some point in 2.22, Liz has remembered not what she we think she did, but she remembered that Red was her father or was told or understood that Red was her father. And it wasn't very talked about because the way that they operate with all these secrets, so they never really talk about things. But it's the only way it makes sense. That and that's why if you look at Liz in season three, even when she had the cabal after her, she put her her head on his shoulder. He closed her eyes. He trusted him. He allowed him to finish his endless stories. Um, he roll her roll her eyes up at the stuff he was doing with the hair and all that. She was happy. She was at home. She was as if she had found her father and her father was getting her out of that mess. Come 311, what is Liz doing? And look at what all the things that Liz was talking while she was on the run. Never again about her father. All about my mom. Tell me about my mom, about Katerina Rostova. All about her mom. Nothing about her father. But then we come to... To, to the second time that Krilov is, is added and then Red hears about this manipulation, he has to go like, whoa, okay, Kate did something to, to Liz, but he doesn't know what it is. And Liz had been so hot and cold with him that she, he probably thinks she's just crazy. Until we get to Rasvit. Liz shows up at Dom, tells, I know that I killed my father, and I want to know who Reddington is because he assumed that identity. You know, my mother helped him, so I want to understand the story. And Red, who haven't who haven't even been able to get over the fact that he betrayed her, that he sent her to prison, sent him to prison, and he was going to die. Suddenly, he's like, "Okay, I think I get it now. You didn't think I was your father because you think I was someone." X and you forgot all this. So, of course, he's putting two and two together. 
what Kate did is tell her that I'm not who I am. And now you think I'm some bizarre stranger here. So you didn't betray your father. You betray somebody who you thought had taken the identity of your father. And that's why he forgives her. Where, so do, as, you, where do you think that manipulation happened? 311. And when she gets attacked in the parking lot, it's exactly yeah. the same situation. Like when Ressler gets in that attack with it, he gets a witness and then there is like a, a, a smoke bomb and he's unconscious. So they they mask an event by having a charade that is real. And then they go into those memories and they, they drop him in the car and he thinks he's just getting up and all that happened. And it was completely real. So the attack may not have been an attack. It may have been he just grabbed her and then they implant the attack. They leave her in the parking lot and she resisted, as Krilov told her. So she's covering bruises. She has two cracked ribs. And if you think about what Kate did, it's even spookier. Because she just sits there and says, no matter what happens, you're not going to lose her. And she knows that Red had summoned Tom. So she knows Liz will be alone. It just fits. Everything just fits. Yeah. No, I, I agree that that's, that's the place for it. I mean, doesn't it all make sense? That's when Red says, oh, okay, I guess I have to forgive you or at least understand why you did it because you didn't realize, you didn't know that I'm your father. Because I, it, and to be fair, I have said multiple times that season six, I have tried to delete out of my brain in many ways because I hated it so much. But I one of my complaints with it, one of the, laundry list of complaints I have with season six was that Red did very much the same thing as Liz tends to do that it was I'm mad at you I'm angry I'm I'm excommunicating you and then eh, we're good mm-hmm. you know it, it there was no moment of resolution but that's interesting if if that's where he realized oh this is what's happening you know whether it's because I think that they're in season two with what what she remembers, what we see she remembers. We've talked about before that, one, she doesn't know that she remembered everything. Two, we may not have seen everything. But there was a lot of time in there with conversation in which Red does like to have all the facts. He It does not track in his personality just to go, for her to say, I remember everything, and him go, Okay, without verifying that. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many moments, and the blacklist does this a lot, where conversations happen off screen. And, and, and part, you know they happen is, because you come in like in the middle of exactly. it. Exactly. And, and part of that's just writing, uh, for, especially for TV. You have to keep it sharp. You have to keep it quick. Um, but it also lends in a show like this to allow for the characters to know more than the audience and for things to slip in and out and puzzle pieces to be moved. Mm. I like that because I I do think, okay, I I think I'm at 100%. I mean, I'm at least 99.9. And it makes sense that why Red suddenly is like, okay, I guess I get it. I mean, I'm not happy that you sent me to prison, but at least you weren't sending your dad. You were sending this stranger that yeah, and that's name. Yeah, and he's sitting there going, Kate's behind it. 
Yeah. And then, <laughs> it's well, of not course, you. when she's like talking, you know, crazy, he says, yeah, I see her handiwork. You're talking crazy. And if, I mean, everything that Liz said was like, you know, I will not save in your life. And he's like, I'm not the problem. I'm not the problem. I can protect you. It's your mom's side. And look at the crazy woman that she hired as a, or I don't, he sent it. I don't think that at the time that we met Krilov. Oh, no, no. When, when we met Krilov. Yeah, that would have been fine. I was going to say, because I don't think he thought Kate was crazy until after that whole situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, when when he shot Kate, it wasn't for, it was for the high-level betrayal. Yeah. It was what he saw as a betrayal. Mm-hmm. But, but, but he, he, I think that Red tends to, to take things for granted and assume that people know, but Kate was a one-track person, and she believed Katerina and Katerina only. And Katerina said, I don't know who the father is, so therefore, I don't know who the father is. And uh, if he's been telling you he's your father, then he's lying, because I don't know who the father is. And I, I think that she, I, I don't think that Kate was always planning to, as Rhett tells to that um, guy in season, uh, what was his name? He the, being prepared doesn't speak to to intent. Mm-hmm. You know, being prepared to kill you doesn't mean I want to kill you or I'm going to kill you. It's just I'm prepared for it. I think that Kay went in thinking, I better be certain that this guy doesn't come close to my Masha. And the only way to do so is by being near him. And just in case that I have to take him down, let me just get my dogs in a row and keep them in a nice little closet. Clearly, we saw that she was prepared for it because she kept such such evidence. Um, I mean, she didn't get rid of the evidence. She stored it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think she was loyal to Red up until a point. But of yeah, course. she could love him. But, it, it, you know, that was not her primary loyalty. She was loyal to to, to, to Liz. Katerina. Yeah. And, and to Liz. And and I always, you know, it's funny because I always said, and and people tend to dismiss that, I always said, she wasn't doing it for Liz. She told Liz very clearly, I'm not doing it for you. I already failed you. I'm doing it for Agnes. Yeah. So when you think about what happened with Mrs. French, Liz went on a crazy quest where she's probably going to get killed hanging around with that nod job trying to kill Red, and who has Agnes? Mrs. French. And she's stoking, like, you have to go kill him. You have to go kill him. And meanwhile, yeah, leave your kid here. I'm crazy, so I must be a nanny. Yeah, it's... Wow. Kate Kaplan, man. <laughs> yeah, she was the best villain. I mean, people people tend to think that her arc was cut short, it wasn't. She just added Tom as an unwilling body carrying on that crazy stuff that she knew he was going to do because she didn't put any any ID. If he had said, hey, these are the bones of Katerina or whoever, Tom would have said, oh, okay, well, let's just, I'll give it to Liz and do her stuff. By not putting a name, he was like, I don't know what this is. I don't feel comfortable. I'm better find out a little more. It was just predictable. She was brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant. And wait until you get Jennifer. And then, and then we can go into my Jennifer theories. I've heard she's coming back. She was spotted in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I am very excited about I that. I love Fiona. I mean, at this moment, I think that Agnes would be better with Fiona, with with uh, with um, uh, Jennifer or with Scotty, with anybody. Please just yeah, send her to Scotty. Woman. Send her to Scotty if you have to send her away. I, I just want to see. I mean, because and spoiler for anybody, there there's um, been press releases for episodes coming up fairly quickly in which Liz is working with the task force again. So clearly she is, and she may not be working with them in a official capacity would be my guess. Or Cynthia Panabaker is going to have a kitten. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but she seems to be working with them. So I think she's got them on the N13 train. Mm. Um, but we've still got Townsend hanging out there. Yeah, well, we have to talk about Neville. Oh, Neville. <laughs> Neville, Neville, Neville. <gasps> Where do we start? How about that insane story of why he doesn't sleep? Especially uh, with, with Liz not sleeping either. I think it was very interesting because it definitely, whether the story was true or not, it definitely set it up so that Townsend connected with Liz it's this my entire family was killed everybody I love I saw it was killed yeah and and I was there I witnessed it and so it's both what she's experienced and probably her worst fear that that Agnes is going to be on the chopping block next mm-hmm. and this worst fear of him you know walking in and seeing his youngest child breathing you know last breath and that his spouse was killed right in front of him and Liz sat there and watched Tom die I mean that's all of this stuff that, mm-hmm. that has been swirling around her brain these last few years. And it, if it's... If it's like Mrs. Was, French, she connected. I was going to say, if the story is true, then it's, it's a nice way in the writing to put them into Townsend needing answers just as much as Liz. If the story is not true, then absolutely, just like Mrs. French. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a manipulation. And one can be true and the other one can be a manipulation. Yeah. Now, that story that he gave, not about his family dying, I totally believe that happened. Um, because that's, you know, it goes on with that story of, of Red and, and walking into the house and all he saw was blood. It goes, you know, the, we've had the, the, the stew maker, the story of the stew maker, you know, the farmer that finds everything that gives meaning to his life. Uh, but we learn a lot of very interesting information, even if it doesn't make any sense. Uh, because uh, what I, I thought that Neville was a drug lord, but he's not. He was running ports. So he seems more the type like Constantine Rostov must have been doing a perestroika deal, running the ports in a deal with Russia. And meanwhile, he's... Uh, the the mafia is using his ports to run drugs through it. He's paying the KGB guys for silence. And then suddenly he's put in a spot. The Justice Department want him to cooperate and his family is killed. And he thinks the family is killed by the mafia. 
Why would they do that? Once they kill your family, what's the point for you staying quiet? Why you're not going to rattle every single name that you could? Yeah, why leave him alive? If they're going to... If the mafia is going to kill his family, like, I could totally believe that they kill his family in front of him, but then he'd be dead, too. Like, why is he still breathing? Exactly. So that's the first thing. It doesn't make any sense. But if we continue, it makes even less sense because he's saying the information from the archive got out. That makes no sense. One thing got out. It's not going to be put in an archive. What are you going to do with it? It's out. It's out. It's like the, the information they put out on the Kabbalah. It has no more force because it's already out there so that doesn't track i think that that makes no sense whatsoever the the next thing then is okay if that is not who killed it obviously his family was killed obviously he saw it and obviously they left him alive it 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 couldn't have been the mafia so who was it it was and it started to sound a lot like berlin you know, um, except that Berlin, the daughter wasn't killed because it would involve Fitch giving her an identity and taking her out. I think this is similar, but his family was killed in order to make him a weapon against the person they told him was responsible, which was Katerina. So as somebody made Red, uh, Berlin an enemy of Red, somebody made Townsend an enemy of Katerina. Well, if we look at the Townsend Directive, the directive itself is not, it's called the Townsend Directive because he was the one that put the most money towards it, but it was a group of people that went in after Katerina. Mm-hmm. And so while he may have been the top financer for it, and it may be because he thought she was in 13, and she may be in 13, um, I just don't think Blonde Cat was the real Katerina. I think that she was the actual. One working with a cabal, but not named 13. That was Katerina. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a really good chance that, that the person above the, the friend in the East is the real Katerina. Oh, I, oh, that's an interesting idea. Oh. I think there's a possibility that she's she's back there. And that especially if your theory on N13 working against the cabal is accurate, I think that she's top of event 13 i think she's hiding for a reason and and not i think that there's a part of all those archives that she has in her mind in her whatever uh, i hope it's not in in liz's mind because i don't know that there's much left of her um <laughs> i think she's there is a, a lot of of uh, therapy well she i mean like, last time she... orchard permanently there yeah on call yeah, but I mean, last time she tried to get therapy, her therapist tried to make her into a serial killer. That wasn't very good. It's a bad therapist. Mm. <laughs> oh. She was evil. And at the same time, kind of admirable. I mean, serial killers do have to be stopped. And what way to become the killer of the serial killer is a, you know, a lovely tribute. Very to Dexter. Dexter. I was yeah. kind of very Dexter of her. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're most killed, then kill at least the bad people. I mean, Hannibal Lecter only ate people that were rude. <laughs> well, that's a whole different level, then. I'll be very polite. James a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Maybe they taste better with all that adrenaline oh, circulating. Goodness. But so, yeah. So that, I mean, there is so much to unpack in these episodes, and 
And I, I love that moment where Red Sea, is she here too? And this <laughs> is you see her too? Okay. Yeah, that That's was a crazy a- moment. And that I I don't think, uh, because I, I kind of had a, a very frustrated moment in our live reaction group, mm-hmm. which I said, I because she looked so crazy right there. And if you've got someone basically battering around your head in memory na- manipulation, it's going to drive you a little bonkers. Like, that's a very valid thing for it to do. Russ, after he had it, I mean, he, he describes it as scrambling his brain like an egg. Yeah, he, he didn't he know what was true and he didn't know what yeah. was not. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a valid reaction to have is feeling a little crazy because it would drive you a little crazy to not know what you could trust. Imagine if you if you couldn't remember, if you couldn't trust that your memories are your memories. Exactly. Or even just what's happened. Well, I guess, yeah, because, I mean, every time you take a step forward, that's your memory. And if you can't trust that, then what do you do? You can't trust your own mind. And that just leads into, I mean, that hence the reason Wrestler did what he did to Krilov. And he was like, you will no longer be able to hurt anybody else. He had to do that. Good old Wrestler, who is so freaking by the book, or at least used to be, was like, uh-uh, I am not sending you back to prison as is. We are scrambling your brain like an egg now. Yeah, but of course it's Skovic there. Yeah, but Skovic can do it now. I mean, so it's there, there's always going to be that person that's capable of doing it. Yeah, uh, I, I think that we're we're gearing up to having something about that fire because we keep going back to the fire and yeah. the scar, which was interesting because in Liz's mind, the scar is a cue to her future. Which was very interesting. And we go back to the box and it's they are clearly drawing that parallel and they did it in season seven and they're doing it now with the the scar and the box and the symbol on the box, which I think is is connected back to Tom's past. Mm-hmm. I hope because otherwise we opened up a whole can of well, worms. And imagine if if my theory is correct and the mysterious Phelps are uh, Kate's sister that's, and whatever. If that's Ava and Frank, I will be so freaking excited. I love that so much. I I will happily hope for that connection. And because you hope I, that they're not doing to to some kind of manipulation in little Agnes. Oh, Agnes. But I mean, for so long, I've had this theory that Frank and Ava, Ava, Eva, I think it's Eva. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the the Phelpses were connected were connected to whoever took Tom as a kid who whoever kidnapped little Christopher mm-hmm. I think it was the Cabal I you know that's been my running theory I have yeah I know I have one for you I think it was um, Lena Volkova Katerina's mom why coincidences. She marries the guy the same year that Tom disappears. And she was in Chicago as well with Kate's sister. So I think that maybe that's what happened. I I don't know why or how, but I tell you, there is a photo. Scotty has a photo of a dark haired woman that looks very much like that daughter like that strange daughter so i don't know what the connection is but i tell you we're getting there yeah i i I do believe we're working towards 
towards the end here. Mm-hmm. And I know that people, I, I've heard people voice how scared they are that it won't be worth it. I, I do think that John has had in his head since the very beginning what he wants this ending to be. So I I have faith we're going to get there, whether we'll like it or not is anybody's best guess. But mm-hmm. I do think that he's, I, I trust that he has stayed steady towards that. People tend to not like because they're getting, you know, if you have an idea of where you want it to go, you're probably yeah. going to be disappointed. Uh, since all, all I want is to, you know, I have an idea with the relationships up and I, as long as I'm more or less in the ballpark, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's like I, I've got pieces that I move around. I've got things that I feel more strongly about, like Scotty and Katarina's connection. I feel very strongly about Scotty being connected to the, the Cabal or the KGB or something along those lines. I feel very strongly about basically Scotty being a spy. Um, you know, uh, Tom and Liz knowing each other as kids. It's, those are all things I feel very strongly about. They're pieces, but... I, I've gone back and forth on Red's, on who Red is to Liz, uh, whether mm-hmm. he's her biological father, whether he's someone that loved her mother desperately and, you know, would have been fine, you know, just choosing her as his child, you know, basically adopting her as his own kid. Um, I'm cool either way with that. I I just mm-hmm. want to see... Any answer, an answer. <laughs> Give me a freaking answer. Come on, folks. <laughs> it's the the who is red has been stretched out to eternity and it's gotten to an exhausting point. Did for you me. see the uh, the promo or you did not? It's very. I did, but I don't remember. It says whoever you think ready is basically. That's right. You're yeah. wrong. You don't. And he said, you know, it flashes like Ilya Koslov and okay, Katarina yeah. and then 13 is it. So I guess all your theories are wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, they certainly hope that someone hasn't guessed it. Someone out there has guessed it. Oh, uh, that's for sure. So- because we got so many theories by now. It's like yeah. somebody will somebody will be right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. May not be right on all details, but they will be somewhat right. Yeah, they'll be in that that general vicinity, just like you said. All right, well, I mean, I think that's everything I had on here. It's everything I have. It was a it's fantastic a lot. episode. Do you like it better now with all my explanations? Um, well, I mean, I think I, I got to some places, too. I'm not going to just <laughs> follow your lead, no offense. But... No, 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 but you like it a little bit, like... I, I just like started pulling all the stuff about Mrs. French. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, I had some some ideas about Mrs. French, yeah. but I she was not. She was not cautioned. We know that. Yeah, I think the I, I really like your theory about her having the connection back to Kate. I think it makes sense. I like it. Um, it has a satisfying I, click when you put the piece and it's yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh yeah. You saw my eyes light up a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still say that the format did not feel. It didn't feel Organic. like. Yeah, exactly. It felt very forced, um, which when I went back and went, oh, my gosh, the Johns wrote this. They they have a tremendous amount of talent. I mean, the whole writing team is very talented, mm-hmm. but the Johns are very, very talented. So the fact that it felt as clunky in execution as it did maybe there's something outside of their their control yeah, and maybe that's the best, best they, they could, could do. do i i didn't 
it didn't matter to me one bit. It, it mattered to me, but I'm also, I write. And so that's, I'm coming at it from a writer's point of view going, eh. And it's, it's tough. Um, Sometimes you, you got what you got. Tough. That's what you yeah. got. And I also, I, I'm very much, I hate flashback episodes like that. That episode major from season and two. Tom yeah. yeah. Major and Tom oh, it was just the major was the flashback episode. Tom Keen wasn't, uh, but the major was. And I, there are pieces of the major, like all the new information I like out of the major. But overall, I hate that episode because I just can't stand flashbacks. <laughs> all I, right. They were a thing. They were so popular for so long because this idea that you want to make sure your audience is caught up. Mm-hmm. But, and, the way it was presented here makes it look like they assume their audience has the memory of a goldfish, <laughs> which it doesn't. This is this is an intelligent audience, and so I think that's what frustrated me. It just well, the I think that they were placing things. I think that's where they did it. They, I they were agree. placing. They were placing placing Liz like all this time that we thought that she was so far away, she was right there. I mean, I think that there was a lot of theory about that anyway, but I, for me, it would have hit better, I think, if we had gotten that along with the show. Like, if she'd been there all along, but they, they sat there and, they, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting three months without our leading lady. I, it just felt like a letdown to me. I don't know. I may change my mind moving forward on that, but... There are pieces that I really enjoy. There's a lot of really interesting information in here. And I think that we're going to find, in retrospect, there's even more than what we see mm. now. Yeah, but it's often the case. The, the execution of it, I'm not overly fond of. I, I still get a lot of frustration with. I think yeah. it was the execution above anything else. So we'll see what the next episode uh, brings. It looks very exciting. Yep. Um, and until then, if you'd like to send us questions, I swear we will eventually get to them. I'm so sorry, folks, that have sent questions in. It's, I have been insanely busy, and I believe Tesla has been insanely busy as well. Yes. And so it's, it's anything we can do to carve out some time and do this on a weekly basis. Yeah. Then you can talk to us on Twitter, on Tumblr, Facebook, and Tessa's on Reddit. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Until next week. All right. Bye-bye.